Blog Talk Radio. Everybody here, everybody here, let's get into it. Get stupid, get it started, get it started. Big Brother fans, this is your Rad Reality Show Network. We connect you to the reality stars you love. I'm Cherry Garcia, and I'm so glad you can be here tonight with us for Manic Mondays with our beautiful host, Michelle Costa, from Big Brother Season 10, also known as the Portuguese Princess from Providence. questions or comments, call in at 1-347-237-5506. And once you're on our switchboard, please do remember to listen to the prompts and press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you want to join us on air and you're not just listening to the show from our switchboard. Now, let's get this show started with a little intro for our host. Here we go. Going 
Welcome, everyone. Happy Manic Monday. This is the Rad Reality Show Network. I'm Cherry Garcia. It's March 13, 2017, and it's time for Manic Mondays with our beautiful host, Michelle Costa from Big Brother Season 10. And she's got another great show lined up for tonight with special guest Joe Brandel from Naked and Afraid Namibia calling in for our first segment. And Joe just lives an exciting life every day of his life. He's just a very interesting person. So I can't wait to have him uh, here with us to uh, just talk about Naked and Afraid and what he's been up to recently and what he has planned for the recent or the near future as well. Um, and then in our second segment, Suzette Amaya from Big Brother Canada 1 will be back with us for our continued chat on BB Can 5 rumors and updates. And as always, we encourage our listeners to participate in our shows. So if you have a question or comment, call in and chat with Michelle, Joe, or Suzette by dialing in at 1-347-237-5506. And once you're on a switchboard, please press that number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you're ready to join us on air and you're not just listening to Manic Mondays from our switchboard while you're driving home or while shopping for milk, bread, and eggs because Superstorm is about to hit the East Coast or whatever you might be doing that's keeping you from being here with us live in our chat room. So, Let's get this show started and bring up our host and find out what she's been up to. I know she's about ready to get hit by Superstorm Stella on the East Coast. So, hi, Michelle. How are you? How was your weekend, and are you prepared? Hey, Cherry Pie. Hello, everybody. Happy Manic Monday, everybody out there listening, chat room, People that are running right now crazy in the supermarkets getting bread and (laughs) milk, while a lot of other people are getting booze like I did today. Um, I am prepping and prepared, ready to go for Stella, who, let me tell you, she's not getting her groove back, but she is going to dump a bunch of snow. And guess what? As always... I'm in the bullseye. I'm in the bullseye cherry. We're getting 18 to 24 inches um, in about a 10-hour span. So we are preparing here. Uh, Everything is basically closed um, for tomorrow. Uh, I'm not going to go to work. My company, which um, they called me to tell me not to come into work. As you guys know, I do travel a lot. So... Guess what? Spring's a week away. Um, yeah. Hello. Hello, Stella. Just last week. We'll get your groove back. It was tomorrow. 74 degrees here, and in two days we were in, in the 20s and got snow. Yeah. It was 74. Mother Nature's got two days later, back. Stella. It was in the free. It was freezing, and we had snow falling. Yeah. It's crazy. Make up your mind. Make up your mind. I like the 70s or 60s that we it got. Was, it was so warm for Ugh. so long here. All of our trees are all budded. I mean, all of them, all of them, not just like the dogwoods. All of the trees, weeping willows are all budded out. All the trees are all bloom, blooming and, and 
leaves are already popping out on all the trees. And well, I'm wondering what this is going to do to them, you know? It's going to mess them we up. It's going to blow them up. Ugh. I'm so concerned about the trees. I've never been as worried about trees before. <laughs> <laughs> you little tree hugger, you. Um, I'm, I don't think, you know, like, what's ever happening with the trees and flowers are going to make it out here, um, unfortunately. And I, I really don't know what that means for them. I mean, do they, do they retract and, and go back into their winter ways? And now we got to wait like another two to three months before they pop. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't seem like the weather temperature wise is going to be any better the next week or so. So as long as I have electricity, Jerry, I'll be fine because that means I can be on social media, watch TV, do all that stuff that you do when there's a snowstorm. Just got all my batteries for all my flashlights, got the candles out, got everything um, charging right now, tablets, uh, computer, cell phones. I wish I could charge my TV, but that's not happening. That's always the biggest worry is losing power. Yeah, yeah. We're expecting um, between 30 to 60 to 70 mile per hour winds, uh, depending on the time of the day it is. Um, So it's a concern, you know, and like I said, we are like this little bullseye that, you know, everyone else is getting like 12 to 18, and we're like in that, oh, you're going to maybe get 24 inches. So um, I guess we had a good winter, so it's like, well, we just – you know, throw all the snow on top of them at once, you know, in the, in March um, on top of that. Um, but we have a, a, I did do something fun this weekend though, Cherry. Um, I actually went to go see a comedy show and I went to go see Martin Short. Really? I love comedy. Martin Short is funny. Yeah. Um, I took my good friend Nancy and it was really funny. He was showing clips of, like, everything he's done um, movie-wise, his Saturday Night Live days. He did, like, almost all his characters. Um, and he definitely um, put on a great show, and he did such a great job. So, Martin Short, I know he's listening. Good job, buddy. You did great. Um, also, I'm excited because Friday I'm going to go – um, to a concert and it's called the Prince Experience. It's going to be all Prince music. I cannot wow. wait to go. And I'm also going to be doing my first secret room. So um, <gasps> you're doing a you secret room? Yes, I'm going to my first one on um, Saturday. So I, I want to take Rich to do a secret room so bad. I'm so excited. I'll let you guys all know about it on Monday. Hopefully we escape. we got 60 minutes to escape the secret room. And I'll let you guys know all about it. So I'll let you know all about it, Cherry, okay? Yeah, all over I can't the wait States. to hear. Yeah. yeah, we have a few here in St. Louis. And I wanted to take a year or so ago, the first one came to St. Louis, and I read about it, and I was like, oh, I want to take Rich so bad. I wanted to surprise him and take him and not tell him where we were going. And just t- say, well, oh, we're going out somewhere after dinner. Yeah, <laughs> secret of a secret, yeah. And just take them and surprise them. But I never did get to do it so far, so. But well, I would be love to. to do that. Yes. I, I can't I wait to hear about yours. Yeah, I'm excited. And I also got um, 
one for my birthday. It's at a different location, so I'm going to be doing that one soon. Um, so uh, we have a lot to talk about tonight, Cherry. Um, we have Joe Brandel from Naked and Afraid. He's going to be calling in in a few. We're going to be talking about Reality Valley, Naked and Afraid, and what's going on with him right now. We cannot wait to talk with him. Um, also, uh, we will have Susan Amaya calling in on our second segment, and we're going to talk all Big Brother Canada 5. And I'm sorry, you guys, that I'm here talking to you right now. You know, obviously, rumor mill was wrong again. Your girl mm-hmm. is in the blizzard and not uh, in Canada, eh? How about that? That's a, a kicking me in the boot. Um, also, I attended the Survivor premiere party in Providence with Stephen Fishback. Um, Jason Roy also was uh, there. I invited him. Uh, there was a couple other Survivor people there, and we watched Survivor live, and it was a lot of fun. Um, we saw Sierra go first, and then we saw the rain of the queen, Sandra. And you know what? If she got two weeks uh, without getting uh, taken out, then give the queen the money because she took out the king, Tony. And she let him know. She was like, oh, the queen got you. You know, bye. Tell Sierra I said bye, hi, or whatever. And I'm like, she does not even, she is not putting her foot in her mouth, nothing. She is letting everybody know that she is the queen. The queen, the queen. So, slay, 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 queen. Um, if you guys got any comments, questions, or anything you guys want to talk about um, with Reality Rally, Naked and Afraid, Survivor, or obviously Big Brother Canada 5, that's going to be starting Wednesday, call-in number is 347-237-5506. Make sure you press 1, okay? Um and also Cherry Pie, um, I don't know if Joe's on yet, but if he is not, should we pop up the um, clip of Jillian? Is, is, that enough, is there going to be enough time for that? Oh, she might be screening right now, you guys. <gasps> when Cherry is silent, she's doing something very importante. So I want to know what your thoughts were, too, of Survivor. Um I'm like, I'm upset when people get, you know, taken out of game. Sierra, I mean, her mom, Laura, and I, great friends. I haven't met Sierra yet. But, of course, I was like, oh, no, she's evicted first. And Tony was on my uh, on my uh, survivor pool, and uh, he was taken out. So I'm down to four, but I got, I got Ozzy. I have Caleb, of course. I'm sticking with my BB family. And I'll have to get back to you on the other two. Oh, I think I picked Hallie, maybe. I don't know. I'll have Jill to is already her. on our switchboard, um, Michelle. So did you want me to go ahead and play the um, 2017 yeah, promo? The intro. Or... Yeah, let's do the intro, and then let's get Joe up here as soon as possible. Okay, here is Reality Rally 2017. Cancer don't discriminate Or care if you're just 38 
This is Joyan from Survivor and, as you know, from Reality Rally. And we do the most amazing event every April in Temecula, California, raising money. We call it Funds for Funds, and the money goes to Michelle's Place, which is a breast cancer resource center that has provided over 100,000 services free to people fighting cancer. They let no one face cancer alone. Our amazing event is coming up for the seventh year. The dates are April 6th, 7th, and 8th. Check out all the events on realityrally.com. We are the biggest reality TV celebrity gathering in the country. It's 110 reality stars right now and from 42 different shows. And we have epic events for everyone. You'll find a lip sync showdown, a red carpet reception at Wilson Creek and a casino night. Celebrity Chef Showcase, Celebrity Autograph Sessions, and, of course, the Reality Rally Race, which is the amazing race type of game on Saturday the 8th. That's what my love is for. In your week, I'll be strong. You let go. So, come on down. It's an amazingly fun weekend. April 6th, 7th, and 8th. So, check it out. RealityRally.com. And I always have to thank the Rad Reality Show, who has been on board helping us promote this event since 2010. Without them, there would be people that would know nothing about it. So Manic Monday, thank you for what you do, and also the other Rad Reality Shows that we've had the opportunity to be on. So thank you, Rad Reality Show. We love you guys. It's realityrally.com, and this is Jillian from Survivor and Reality Rally, thanking everybody for what you do to make this such a reality every year as we help save some lives. I'm gonna love you Absolutely beautiful. And our guest coming up, um, Cherry, is going to be attending Reality Rally. Um, so let's bring him up so we can talk about it. Let's do. We have Mr. Joe Brendel from Naked and Afraid joining us now. Hi, Joe. Thank you so much for holding. Hey, thank you very much. Glad to visit with you guys tonight. Hey, Joe. It's Michelle. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm. Our weather is a lot better than yours back east. Oh, goodness, yes. Yeah. Stella's going to make a little visit. She's going to be quick. She's going to pound, and then she's going to get out. That sounded really bad, actually. <laughs> she she is going to drop a lot, but um, I'm going to not be naked for sure, and I'm not going to be afraid. So, Stella, bring it on. So, Joe, welcome to Manic Monday. Um, we're so happy to have you on. Uh, we got a lot to talk about in a little bit of time, so let's get to it. Uh, first off, Reality Rally, that's what brought us together. Uh, talk a little bit about it. What made you be a part of Reality Rally? A lot of my friends, you know, from different reality shows had told me about the the uh, Reality Rally and, and what a great uh, event it was and the fact that, you know, it really supported breast cancer. And um, I had a lot of friends, you know, that had gone through that and relatives at one time or another. And, and so I thought, gee, what a great cause. And you know, here it's the seventh season. I thought, well, why not? Lucky number seven, this will be a chance to 
leave Wyoming, go out to San Diego, and hopefully make a difference out there representing Wyoming and make a difference for those people with that have gone through breast cancer. Absolutely. I mean, like you said, you know people, you've been um, around people that have gone through it. We all have, and it's something that touches everybody in some way or shape or form, um, even if it's not breast cancer. Um, cancer does, you know, not discriminate uh, whether you're female, male, age, all that stuff. So uh, thank you for being a part of it. It's been, it's going to be my seventh year, Joe. So um, let me tell you, it is absolutely amazing. Um, now, you're, I'm sure you've heard of all the different events that's going to be happening. Um, are you aware that we're actually going to go? Because this is a great thing, Joe. You know, you've raised a lot of money, right? I, I know you've raised a lot, a lot of money. How much have you raised so far? Um, just, I'm just ten dollars short of fifteen hundred. Wow, that is amazing. That is absolutely great. And and people want to know where the money goes. So, Joe, are you are you aware that we're going to be actually going to Michelle's place to actually see the facility and what they do and how they help people? I am, and I'm excited for that to actually, you know, visit with the people that work at the place. And I know they're volunteers there, and you know, it always. It always touches other lives and touches mine, affects, you know, when you see something like that and you realize all these people are there because they want to be. Exactly. And uh, you'll be able to see the different rooms. I mean, they help out with wigs, uh, prosthetics. Um, and, and, Joe, the, one of the other things that I'm, I'm really huge about is the fact that they help out the families and friends when they're also going through it and not nearly knowing what to do but just to stay strong. So there's support um, for them, there's other families that they can talk to, which I think is really important when not just to the person who's going through the cancer, but their family is also going through it as well. Well, that's really true. We went through, my first wife had uh, Hodgkin's disease back in 1986 while she was pregnant with our first son. And uh, I, I would never wish cancer treatments on anyone. And so that was a very difficult time that we had gone through back in the 80s. And then actually, uh, while I was on the show of Naked and Afraid, um, she died uh, because of complications of cancer um, because oh, there no. was so much radiation to the heart and the lung area. Um, even though it was a long time, she got to live a long time after the cancer treatments because of the complications of the radiation and the scar tissue, she eventually passed away um, uh, due to complications of cancer later on. Fortunately, you know, she didn't go down with leukemia, but the fact is, you know, cancer is a terrible, terrible thing. It is. I'm so sorry to hear that, Joe. That must well, have been... we found out you know, with the family, I mean, people sometimes put so much time and effort to the person going through cancer that family members oftentimes are kind of neglected, and uh, that's really difficult. And I learned firsthand what that was like when, you know, you come out, you have cancer, you're trying to, you know, people are calling you, trying to console you, and after a while you've accepted the fact that you've got to deal with cancer, and then all of a sudden now you're consoling other people. And uh, so it's a very difficult thing. And I think until someone has crossed that bridge and has able to deal with that either through cancer themselves or through a close family member, you know, no one really wants to be part of that fraternity of people, but it happens more than, than we ever know about. And so it's a pretty special thing that people that kind of, I guess one lady said, you know, they've worn the tire tracks of cancer. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I can't wait for you to actually uh, go to the event, which is coming up in a few weeks. Um, it's going to be absolutely amazing. 
um, just the, all the volunteers and everybody getting together. Um, now we all have plateaus, Joe. You know, I did Big Brother, so we have our, you know, our fan group, and you have your fan base because of Naked and Afraid, um, which was just absolutely amazing, the job that you did. Um, talk a little bit about that. What made you get involved? I mean, I know you're a survival instructor, um, but how did you get on the show? What made you decide to try out for it? I think like most people, after you watch a reality show, you sit there and think to yourself, my goodness, I could do so much better if I would just get on there. Oh, look what I could do. And so finally you decide, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and go online and apply. And that's what I did. A lot of times contestants are found through YouTube videos, but I really hadn't been a big producer of doing survival videos. And so I went ahead and applied. And then it's quite a process from the time you apply, they get your application, they call you for that first interview, and then you go through step one, step two, step three, until they finally decide, you know, you keep passing, you fly to L.A., you go through a medical test, you go through a psychological test, which is crazy to find out whether or not you wear women's panties or, you know, crazy stuff like that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it's really <laughs> a fun deal. But um, So I was very fortunate. You know, there are thousands of people that apply for Naked and Afraid, and, you know, it's in its seventh season right now um, as one of the top reality shows. And And I was fortunate to be able to, uh, to get chosen for that. I was also applying for the show Migrations and ended up, you know, getting to choose Naked and Afraid. And for me, it's just been amazing, not only for the experience, but also for the, the group of people that's also experienced and been cast members of Naked and Afraid. We're really, we're really quite a large tribe. You sure are. Um, you said something about women's panties. Is that something that you've had to deal with in your past, like, Wearing it? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Oh my God! If you went on my Facebook, you'll see that I was entered in the the Snowflake Princess contest as a Vegas showgirl, and uh, oh, yeah, so okay. I didn't have I didn't have my wife's panties on, but I did have nylons on and a makeup and a big feather. I, I do a lot of costumes, so I make a lot of props and things. But oh yeah, so yeah, I was in the Dubois Annual Snowflake Princess contest here this a month ago. Oh, how did you, you do? Looked, you looked very, very good, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I hope did you win, you better have won. You better shake well, that I tush. Did, you know, I took second place, and, and I think it was rigged um, because people go, oh, my God, that's amazing, because I, I always overdo it. So even in my purse, I had potato flakes, and I was throwing snowflakes on everyone. And, uh, oh, awesome. yeah, it was amazing. It was uh, the whole headpiece, feather headpiece from Vegas, and it's just everything. I made all the clothing, the props, and but I ended up second. That's okay. Uh, had a great time. Hey, second place is still great. Good job. We'll have to go check yeah. that out. You guys go check that out. We want to see the snowflake. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, now, I, I don't think 55, you, you were on a, a Naked Afraid when you were 55. I don't think that that's old. But is it true that you are the oldest person to be on Naked and Afraid? Is that true? I, I was. At, at 55, I was the oldest one um, that had ever been chosen for Naked and Afraid. Uh, there was a couple guys that were a couple years younger than me um, that had also done it. but So that was a surprise in itself because they generally want the 20s and 30-year-olds um, because they have a lot of drama, and, and they love drama, and, and I'm too old for drama. I don't know, drama, you know, it comes with every age, I'd have to say. <laughs> but um, definitely there was not really that much drama with you and your partner, Andrea. I mean, she was 
uh, absolutely amazing. Talk about um, your your partner and partnership with her. It really was amazing. You know, here I was hoping for some mountain woman, you know, that had all the skills and tough as can be. And, you know, I said I said those very things, you know, as they were interviewing me. And, you know, here I'm Republican, cowboy, conservative, Catholic, you know. Think, and, of course, they, it was all a setup because Andrea was Mormon, she was gay, she was liberal, you know. <laughs> and they really yeah. thought going to be fireworks but we both knew even though we hadn't met each other until the very moment when you walk behind you know you're hidden behind bushes and trees and then you walk out and they give you a point you're going to walk to but as soon as we saw each other both of us I think really agreed that this is going to be good and she was only 29 years old so for me that's you know that's younger than my one of my boys so I was very protective of her she was a very positive person um, she had a lot of issues. She had to, you know, she'd been dealing with her demons of, of uh, post-traumatic stress and being gay. She grew up in a gay family with a, her father was Catholic, her mother was Mormon, and so she had a lot of difficulties in her life. And she was such a tiny person. But I really feel that, you know, Providence put us together, and and we just did extremely well. Yeah, actually, there was a, a great moment. It was it was actually funny, but it was um, very touching when. Um, Andrea came out to you and told you that she was um, gay, and you were like, "Well, um, I'm okay with that, and um, I think my wife will actually be happy that you are." <laughs> oh, she was. A little body heat moment. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, because I kept telling my—I didn't tell my wife until I got home that Andrew was gay. When I was talking on the phone, I kept saying how much I love Andrew. I go, "I just love this person. I love her to death." My wife's going, "Oh, oh my gosh, really?" So I never told her she was gay till I got home. And uh, so she's going, oh, thank goodness. She goes, I really was kind of concerned a little bit. I said, well, you had nothing to worry about because, you know, people that have done this show, almost 90% of the partners have developed a lifetime bond. I mean, you've seen each other completely naked. There's nothing you don't discuss, you know, for the most part. And uh, it's really amazing. And when she talked about being gay, you know, it was about day five. Um and she talked about, you know, post-traumatic stress and, and a little bit about suicide and things like that. And it was so touching. And, you know, tears were coming down my face. And when I gave her that big hug and looked up, you know, all the filmmakers or the camera people, the sound, the producer, all had big tears coming down their face. So I thought that was a very important moment of the show to show that how much compassion that a person should have. Yeah, I mean, last week we had Laura on, and she had the most opposite of an experience that, um, you know, you had. It was great to see you guys make it all the way to the end. Um, You guys were in Nimbia, and there was a lot of things that you guys had to deal with there. Um, Did you know that there was, like, hippos right behind your shelter? Like, and the hippos aren't really that friendly, right? No, actually, you know, hippos are known to be the number one uh, killer of people in Africa. And, and one of the reasons why is not that they're vicious like a lion or a leopard or a cheetah, but the fact is at night they leave the swamps and they go out and graze in these grassy um, areas. And so people that are outside, and they'll go miles away from water, get in the way, and then the hippo just chomps them. And, of course, people in Africa use waterways, rivers and swamps and things as part of their livelihood, 
and encounter the hippos. But generally, they're not a dangerous animal if left to be. But we knew, well, we were basically camped on an island right in the middle of their grazing pasture. So, yeah, they were outside all the time. We never were really afraid of them because we respected, you know, their space. They respected our space. And, you know, I live with grizzly bears here in Wyoming, and I have much more fear of grizzly bears than I do hippos. Yes, grizzly bears are uh, scary. Stay away from them. But the uh, the hippos, I mean, just to think that, you know, they were right behind your shelter um, is scary. I mean, they're they're huge. I mean, they are big. And then you guys also had uh, your issues with the tiniest little things that weren't hippos, but there were ants. What made you guys rub ash all over your body? Who thought about that? That was actually a great idea. Well, part of part of my survival, you know, that I've learned is that ashes repel insects, especially if you're in the jungle. You know, ants and a lot of insects are made of absorbic acid. And so when you eat ants, when you ever get the chance to eat ants or termites or things, they have kind of a citrusy or acidy taste. So because they're acid, when you put lime down or ashes down, it burns them. So even the nights that the ants were crawling all over us in bed the first couple nights, uh, we would take all the bedding out, that I just took all the ashes, spread it underneath our bed uh, to repel all the tiny ants that were crawling over us every night. And then when we went out at night, I knew that ash might repel mosquitoes and some bugs also. So she was much more sensitive to insects and insect bites than I was. But um, so, yeah, ash, ash is a very good survival uh, tool to use to repel uh, ants and termites and things like that. Well, everybody out there listening, if you ever come down to a bunch of ants, you can rub ash on yourself. And if you eat them, they're citrusy. There you go. Just a little notation for you guys. Uh, Speaking of ash, this was kind of uh, a little setback for you guys. Um, Your shelter caught on fire. Talk about waking up and finding out that your shelter's on fire and barely kind of getting away from it. You know, I was just following Andrea's instructions. She said she was cold, put another log on the fire. So I did, and the house burned down. uh, Oh, no. Actually, our shelter shelter burned down on day 19, and we were underneath this. We camped underneath this tree, built it all up, and the the shelter had caught fire a couple times with just the leaves, and we were able to knock it down. And the night of the 19th, I had stacked a couple days before some cattails to kind of block the wind, from blowing in and the fire was dying down so I you can see I, I sat up and I started stoking the fire just a little bit and part of the log rolled back against those cattails and cattails are very flammable so it was just like a wick going up into the trees and once it reached up in the top of the tree after 19 days of being dried out of constantly having a fire uh, in there because our fire we never allowed it to go out so we it burned 24 7 uh, which required a lot of firewood. Once it caught on fire, we ran out of there, and the first thing I wanted to do was try and get the camera off the back of the shelter because it's very expensive. So I'm running around the back to get that camera. She runs into the shelter not to get her grandfather's fire steel but to try and get our diary cameras, but it was too hot for her. So when I came back around, once I removed the, fr- the first camera, she said our diary cameras are still in there. We have to get those out. So when I crawled in there to pull them out, then – I kind of burnt my face a little bit. When I got the cameras out and she went to grab them, the plastic had burnt, and she had burned her fingers then. And so when we got everything out of there, uh, it was about 10.30 at night. Of course, a lot of flames up in the air, and, and uh, 
But I was laughing. I thought it was pretty funny. Her whole shelter burned down. She was crying because when she was a homicide detective, she had to go to a burning house where there was a child. And so her post-traumatic stress flashed that back to her. So oh, yeah. I tried not to laugh too much because I knew she was feeling bad, and she was crying big tears. So I was just giving her a lot of hugs and telling her everything's going to be okay. We'll just build a new shelter in the morning. I'll build a warming fire. Everything's good. We're all fine. And so it was all good. It was a great experience. Well, you guys made it all the way to the end when you even thought that you guys were lost and not going the right way. And then all of a sudden you see the boat coming. Talk about the feeling of when you saw the boat coming. Was it not the best feeling ever? You know, it really is. Um, two things that were pretty significant for us. One was the first day we caught the very first bird. We ended up catching four birds in that trap I made, but we didn't catch our first bird till day 13. And, and that really showed, first of all, that, that was amazing because it showed that we were successful in the traps that I had set out there. So that was, it was our first big meal. So that was nice. Second was, you know, building the raft, floating out, then hiking the rest of the way and knowing that the 21 days are up. Because uh, that's your goal in your mind. I would have loved to have stayed longer, but the fact is, mentally, you're ready to go when the 21 yeah. days are up. And she was definitely ready to go. She wouldn't have to spend one more day there. So when you hear the boat coming, you know, you get on the boat and, and go down the river, uh, it's really a sense of accomplishment because we – I was a wrestler for a long time and, and coach wrestling, and, and we always teach our kids, and I was always coach that – when you get done with a match, you leave everything on the mat. You leave everything on the football field. You leave everything on the, the basketball court. But you, did you leave it all out there? And we knew when we got on the boat that we had done our best. We had left it all on the island and that we had done the very best that we could do uh, with what we had because we had very, very limited resources. Um, but we really kicked some butt. We, we really did well, and, and that's a pretty exciting moment. Oh, yeah, you guys did absolutely amazing. I mean, it was just absolutely amazing to watch. Just both you guys were like the yin and yang and, you know, were there for each other. And, yes, Cherry. I need to interrupt for just a moment. We have somebody on the switchboard that needs to um, come on real briefly and say something to you and uh, to everyone on the line. Um, Okay. If you don't mind me interrupting you, so ever rudely, um, sure. but it is somebody I think you'll both be glad to hear from. We have awesome. with us Miss Jillian. <laughs> hey, Larson guys. from Reality Rally with us. So hey, Jillian. I hate to interrupt your conversation, but it's Jillian. <laughs> Sorry, I've been well, meaning to interrupt can always for Jillian. Us. Yeah. <laughs> I have been meaning to hop on every time I see that you're interviewing, which is so often and thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And I suddenly looked down at the time, and I thought, oh, I'm going to do it now. Otherwise, I'm going to lose the time. So, first of all, thank you, Michelle, for all of the interviews that you've been doing. That's totally amazing, and I really thank appreciate you, it. And thank you to all your guests. So, uh, um, who, who are you interviewing today? I think maybe Susanna we, Meyer and... Sorry. Well, we have Joe Brando Joe Brand- on right Joe now. Oh, Joe's on right now. Good. Yes. Good, good, good. He can well, hear you, Julian. Say hi. Hey, Joe. Hey, how are you? I'm excited to meet everyone out there. Yeah, well, I'm excited to have you guys, and thank you so much, and thank you for fundraising, and we're going to love having you here 
and that's awesome. And then please tell Suzanne as well when she gets on, if she's not on yet, because I'm not staying on longer than one more second. Uh, please tell her thank you. She's done an absolutely amazing job uh, fundraising and tweeting, 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 posting, posting, posting. So I really appreciate that. And thank you, Michelle. Awesome. So carry on with the story Ed of Bro- the and the, Ed Bro- and the birds. And- too is- Ed Brophy is oh, on the line, really? too, as well. Well, just one Uh-oh. second. And Ed, say hi to Ed. Say hi to Julian. <laughs> Hello, hey, Julian. I'm calling in to do the same thing. <laughs> well, I just and thank you, Ed. He's done an amazing job with all kinds of ways of fundraising for us. So I am so, so blessed and honored with all of you and everybody who makes what we do happen. So thank you. I won't interrupt any longer. I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Wait, is this uh, a conspiracy Jim, so between much. Jillian and Ed Brophy calling in from the lovely <laughs> 95 degrees California while I'm getting ready to get a blizzard? Is this what's going on? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> well, I hate to break it to you, but it was 102 today. Oh, oh my well, gosh. Well, Thank you get you. ready to come and enjoy some of that lovely sunshine. The weather report is clear and beautiful for our whole weekend events. Uh, so you'll have a really, really good time. So, okay, I'm not going to interrupt you awesome. anymore. So uh, thank you, thank, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jillian. All righty. Bye, you Thanks guys. Thanks so much, Jillian. Bye. Bye, Bye. Julian. Bye. It was quite coincidental, Michelle. What was that, Ed? I said it was coincidental. Yeah, coincidental. Okay. I think there's a Dickie's Barbecue calling your name, so. I looked, I looked, and I said, oh, it's 4.30. Let me call in. Well, you are on the air with myself, Terry, and Joe Brandle, who's going to be his first year attending Reality Rally. Uh oh, Joe, you better stay away from us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to be out there. You know, we've got 10 feet of snow here in the mountains and more coming, and so uh, it'll be nice to go someplace warm. And actually, I was born in San Diego. Really? Oh, so you're not too far. Yeah, so right now I'm in Palm Springs. So today it was 102. Okay, we heard that the first time. Okay. Oh, wait, we're having a bad uh, connection. Wait, what? (laughs) You would do that to your wine husband who's all ready to win 100 (laughs) baskets again? Oh, of course. We're going to win all the baskets, Ed, definitely for sure. And thank you for everything that you've done, Ed. You've done an amazing job and... Uh, just everything that you do. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, you know, it's near and dear because of mom. So I do it, and it's fun, and I get to hang out with all my favorite reality people. Yeah, there you go. Fun you know, for funds, and we all have fun, and we um, do it for a great cause. So uh, while we, we get together and do all these different events, we're raising awareness and money all at the same time. So it is And it's not too late fantastic. to donate. No, it's not too late to do it. A dollar, five dollars, you guys go to Reality Rally, find Joe's name. Uh, you can donate a dollar. Remember, you guys, a dollar can change somebody's life. Whatever you guys can do. He's got $10 before he hits $1,500. Isn't that right, Joe? Yes, $10 short. Uh-oh. Guys, come on. $10. No, Joe. Ten. Wait, Joe, I think you're there. Oh, no, 1490 Uh-oh. <laughs> Yep, $10 hmm. until he hits 1500 What do I have in my bag of goodies to give away? What do I have in my bag of goodies to give away? What do you have in your bag of goodies, Ed? 
I think I still have a big brother duck. I think I have a big brother. I think I have a Real Housewives of New Jersey, Teresa Giudice, Fabulicious shirt or whatever it was called. Ooh, so are you are you throwing mm-hmm. that in the mix? If they if they go and donate to Joe, you you throw that into them? Is that what they can get? Uh, I could possibly mail that out. Let's see. Do we have a minute while you guys talk to me to go look through my bag of reality? Sure, yeah, go ahead. We we got to finish up with Joe. Yeah, we got to finish up with Joe because we are cutting a short for time. So you look in your bag of goodies, you guys out there. You know, if you go and donate to Joe. He's gonna look in his bag of goodies. It's like it's like Christmas. Well, around here it is like Christmas because it's snowing. Uh, Joe, real quick, um, what is going on with you right now? Because there's a lot going on with you after the naked and afraid life. So what's happening with you? Can you please just quickly talk about that? You know, I got back home and and I have a business um, here in Wyoming. I'm actually a professional hide tanner. I I tan hides all around the world from different animals and things, and I make a lot of items out of it. I have a uh, interior design store where I do a lot of Western furniture uh, things. Cool. So, you know, I stay really busy with it. Um, I stay involved with Boy Scouts and do a lot of survival teaching with it. So, yeah, it, it's it's amazingly busy. I try and spend as much time outdoors. Of course, with winter here, um, you know, we have two seasons, winter and winter's coming, and, and we're, I think we're on to the winter's coming end of it now. But um, So I spend a lot of time outdoors, and I do a lot of teaching, and you know, just enjoy life as much as possible and, you know, try and be an example to other people on, you know, to, you know what it means to be positive. That's pretty amazing. I need to tan my hide real quick. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I made sure my hide was tanned before I got to Africa. I was not going to take yeah. any chance uh, blistered butt. <laughs> now, do you have a website that people can go and um, can they purchase this um, stuff that you make? They can, yeah. I have a website that shows the things in the store. It also shows uh, my tannery, and and if they need to get a, you know, if they're a hunter or a sportsman, need something. So my website is Absaroka, A B S A R O K A. It's AbsarokaWesternDesign.com. Wow, that's for how long have you been doing that for? Since 1988. Can you repeat that again? Absaroka. That's the name of the mountain um, here. Just by, I, I live right in the mountains, and I live just south of Yellowstone Park. And the Absaroka Mountains are just outside of town. Um, Joe, you know Rhode Island is actually, I think, smaller than Yellowstone Park. Just a little fact there. And Rhode Island doesn't have any grizzly bears and wolves either. Well, well, I think we might actually have. We could skip some well, there. We don't we have need- grizzly bears. We have black bears. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's amazing. It's, I, I have a question beautiful, for you, Joe. Valley of, of Dubois, Wyoming. It's an amazing little community. And we're 80 cool. miles from any other town. Wow. You're isolated. I watched a Go video ahead, of you at Rabbit Stick, um, and that event just looks so amazing to me. Do you go there every year? Um, you know, last year was the first year I attended that. I, I've always wanted to go, but I had another event that conflicted with it. And so a friend of mine kept saying, you need to go, you need to go. And and so Tyler White had done a video on me there because I, I recreate different time eras from the mountain men to the cowboy era, the Plains Indians. But I really started getting into the early 1920s 
1930s old-time camping. So I set up an old-time camp like that, and uh, I met a lot of amazing people, and uh, it really is. It's, it's, it's an amazing group of the most brilliant, primitive skills, abo-skilled people around. It's the largest gathering of its kind in the, in the United States, and um, what a great bunch of people. I found that so interesting and amazing. I just loved that video, and if I lived closer, I would be going to that every year. I just thought that was so interesting, and I was just really drawn to that. So I wish I lived closer. I would be at that every year. Well, they have another one called Winter Count in Arizona, which does draw a lot of California people to that one. But uh, that's that's. But they have over 500 some people, and 100 some instructors that go to Winter Count there in Arizona, where Rabbit Stick is about oh, 300 people. Uh, it's amazing. Well, I'm over really in St. Louis, Missouri, so neither one of those are very close to me. No, <laughs> no it's not at all. Yeah, you no, have to take not the- at all. Okay. I can't find my Big Brother stuff right now, but I do have Bedazzled, Black Tank Tops, Delicious, from Teresa Giudice. They're no longer available anywhere, so they're actually collector's items. From the Real Housewives of New Jersey. I have one large, one extra large, one medium, and six smalls. Awesome. Well, you bring me the medium. I want the one. <laughs> no. Um, I want okay, the XL. So you're willing to, yeah. So you're willing to give one of those up, and whoever donates to Joe, the first donation to Joe that brings him over the top of 1500 will get that. And uh, you can contact myself, Cherry, or if you know Ed personally, do that. So, Joe, now that there's a, there's some prize out there for people to donate to your page, give your last plea. Let the people out there know. Why should they donate money? So go ahead. Let them know. Well, you really need to donate to Reality Rally, and, and not just to myself, but all the other stars that are there, because for every dollar that you spend, the ripple effect of it, will never be recognized by you in the rest of your life. But just know that that dollar or $5 or $10 or whatever you donate is going to make a huge difference in someone's life. And, and that's the that's a great part about giving is that you, you give unselfishly, but you know that, you know, from then on that ripple effect is going to affect people for the rest of their lives and the people around them. So it's a great cause. So whether you donate to my rally and I was so lucky to have people that did donate to me. I'm so blessed for that. But also, you know, pick someone, anyone, and, and just donate, you know, what you would spend on a latte, what you would spend on something frivolous for yourself. Give it to someone else for a chance to improve their life. Yeah, and, and change their life forever. You could change um, somebody just for a simple dollar. Like Joe said, you know, you get a latte every day. I mean, to you, to you, you don't think it's a big deal, but it could change somebody's life forever. As we say here, every dollar counts. One dollar can change somebody's life. Joe, uh, thank you so much. I'm so happy that we finally got you on. Um, I cannot wait to meet you um, in April and hang out um, and share stories and memories and um, just have a, a great time. Um, so you guys go to realityrally.com. Go to Joe. It's actually alphabetized by the first name, um, and find him, donate. 
and take them over the top. Joe, uh, we hope that you can come back on Manic Monday to talk more about your experience on Naked and Afraid. And also, whatever you're doing in the future, you can always come on and talk about that. All right? Is that all right, David? You want to come back on? We're not scary over here. We don't bite No, you, right? no, that'd be awesome. No, that would be just great. You guys are just a hoot. Thank you so much. It was amazing talking to you. And uh, make sure you come back on. And like I said, we'll see you in a couple of weeks, okay? That sounds great. Thank you so much. Make sure you get your snow shovel out. Oh, man, I'm getting the snow plow out. I'm calling all the friends okay. asking for favors. That's what I'm doing. Just put up, just He's get you a Maui sign, get a of snow, put a sign out there and go, free snowman kit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or I should do like a snowflake pageant and get all the snow piles over around here. So I'm there Stella. you go. Never lost their groove. All right, Joe, you have a great night, okay? You too. Take care. Be careful. Bye-bye. See you in a couple weeks, Bye-bye. Joe. All righty. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, you guys. Let's bring him over the top, you guys. Think about it. A bedazzled tank of Teresa Judice. Please, let's do this. It's the um, collector's item. You can't get him anywhere anymore. So even if medium. I run out of your size. You're not going to have medium. Let's put it that way. Well, I got one medium, one large, one extra large. No, you don't small, have a medium. <laughs> but even if I run out of your size, that's not fair, Michelle. But even if I run out of your size, you have a and you wind up with a small. It's still a collector's item because she's not making them anymore and she's not selling them anymore. All right. Well, so, I don't know if the bedazzled will cover up the you know the bedazzled. ladies, the ladies. So you know we don't want the ladies popping out. Um, uh, Ed, if you want to stay on, do we have Suzette on yet? Sorry, bye. Um. We do not. Oh, hold on. Let me shoot her over a message because she's actually, uh, she flew into Toronto today, so I want to make sure she got the right time. We did discuss that, but hopefully she, our area code 604. All right. Hold on. Discuss and and Sherry. Shooting messages. So, uh, Sherry, if. They will email you, and then you can email you. Well, you know how to spell my last name. It's edit.brophy.com. So whoever emails you with the receipt, if you would email me, and then I will get the shirts out to the donor. My last name is Ed Winehubby. W-I-N-E-H-U-B-B-Y. But that's um, not my email. No, it's not. Well, when you did guys you buy your, you guys. Did you buy your Groupon, by the way? No, I didn't. I actually just saw that. Um, I didn't even see it on Facebook because if I don't check every two minutes, I lose notifi- notifications because I have so many. So when I was scrolling through my email yesterday, I was like, Ed Brophy posted something. So I clicked on it, and it showed the group on. So, no, I didn't. Can you send that to me again, like, um, on my text so that I can go I, and do that? It's in we your now text. have Suzette. Okay. Um, Ed, are you watching Big Brother? Well, are you updated with Big Brother Canada 5? I'm a little bit updated because I've been a little busy, but I see that Bruno is back, so we're going to miss Bruno this year. Yes, and Cindy. I see that um, Nate is back. Yep. Yeah, just uh, bring up back. So if you want to stay on, Ed, we're going to have Suzette size up. What's going down? In Big Brother Canada 5, which is going to air 
Wednesday, well, we now know the cast, so let's bring up our girl, Suzette. Here we go. We have the hey beautiful guys. Suzette Amaya from Big Brother Canada. <laughs> Hi, Suzette. Is that on the show, too? That's my other Ed? wife. Yeah, hey. Oh, I miss you. Oh, my God. Did I hear Grapevine? Are you guys planning something a little extra at Reality Rally? Like, what's going on? I tagged well, you in that post for Groupon, the $30 for dollars for $50 worth of uh, food and beverage. Ooh, okay. That yeah, we'll need good. a few of those. We'll need a few of those, won't we? <laughs> yeah. Well, oh my God, Suzette, wait. thank you yes. for being back. And I just want to say, hey, girl. We hey. are back, everybody. <laughs> so, oh, my God, I'm so holy excited. crap. Holy crap. Holy crap. Holy crap. I know Gary's we, back. Gary is back. I'm sorry. You know, he's my season. He's my, my, my alliance, my bestie on the show. So I'm really excited. We got some great yeah. players. Yay. We do. We have a lot yes. to talk about. So we're going to be basically going over the list right now. And yeah. whatever you comes to your mind, you say what you say. Uh, because okay. this is you sizing up. The Big Brother Canada <laughs> five people because you know what there's a lot going on we got eight newbies Suzette and yeah. we got eight returnees which is not me okay guys who thought I was in Canada which I I kind of wish I was right now because it's probably less snow up there than it's going to be here okay what do you want to start with first Suzette do you want to start well, with I need to be honest with you right off the bat. I don't know. I haven't, like, I've been touring, and I just got back home last night really late. And then I went again, and I'm in Toronto right now. So I haven't gone through all the newbie profiles. I just can only speak about the alumni. (laughs) Okay. So how about this? I'm going to go over. I did a little bit of, um, uh, like, a synopsis on the newbies because, really, we don't really want to talk about them too much because we're more part want to talk about the the alumni coming back. But I'm going to just go down the list. Okay. So we have Dre, or she likes to be called Dre. Her name is really Andrea. She is boisterous, loud, confident. And her exact quote, um, Suzette, is that the whole house is going to love her. I don't think that's going to work. When, when, you, know, when you know, so everyone's going to love them, that's a downfall, yeah. right? Yeah, well, it's so, when I look at her, I don't know why she looks familiar to me. I'm thinking, do I know this girl? Or maybe I just look at her and I think, oh, I know her type. She's like, seems really fun and, and confident. Um, you know, girls like her, if she's very likable, she could do very, very well. First evicted. Or... It could be her downfall. Yeah, I'm thinking she's going to be probably one of the first ones. You well, know, you know, if say bye-bye. I, think I can see her and Gary hitting it off because if she's, like, spontaneous and fun and, and, and that, I think that would be a, a good mix too, right? But we'll find out. It's all enough. The way I look at it, it looks like a numbers game. You know what I mean? So I think that people will – the alumni are going to have to pick and choose people that they're going to have to – work with and be and so I think some of the alumni might be a little starstruck and if they're big brother fans they'll they'll gravitate to their like 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 kind of personalities, right? So I mm-hmm. think they'll do well. Well we'll find out because we, we really don't know what the um the alumni are gonna do because if they team up, I mean this is just gonna be picked. I don't know if they'll off. team up. 
We'll see. I cannot wait for that. Okay. Let's go to William. William, wee oui, wee. Oui. He's Francais, Canadian. And he, his first language is France. And we can barely understand what the hell he's saying. And that could be good or bad. He wants yeah, to touch the know. walls. He wants to find secret rooms. He wants to get, you know, touch the wall and press a button and a room is unveiled. He's a super fan, uh, I would say. What do you think? Jerry? I don't think so. <laughs> Wee oui, wee. Oui. It's hard to say, right? I knowing the alumni and thinking of this guy, like just by first impressions, I don't know how long he'll last, but I don't think it will be very long. Well, that's I don't, nobody understands what he's saying because I listened to his interview and I said, "What the heck is he he's saying right now?" Fierce. He looks fierce. Who knows? Yeah. 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 You know, he reminds uh, me of the guy from uh, was it last season? Like Raul? Raul, yes. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we can understand Raul, but, I mean, even with the subtitles they were doing under a, a, a – I think they were maybe joking around things that he was saying because he was talking and then they had the subtitles, and I swear none of what the subtitles said was what William was saying. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if any one of the alumni speak French. That's the thing. Um, maybe Bruno. He's pretty close to the border there. Possibly. Oh, parlez Francais? He's in oui, Ottawa. Oui, and it's the Quebec border, so who knows? Yeah. Oh, that could be an advantage for him because they might just be like, we don't even know what he's saying and he can't communicate well with others. So let's keep him around until, like, you know, we need to get rid of him. So <laughs> unless he starts touching walls and trying to pick tiles off and then yeah. they're going to be like, okay. People pick up on, I mean, you know in the house, when you see people, like, Counting steps and tiles and looking at you, you know right away that people are studying and you don't want to be that obvious about it. No, no. you don't. But we know that that house makes you crazy. So yeah. we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, next up, we're going through these guys quick because we're going to really focus on, you know, our people. Yeah. All right, so we have Dylan, you guys. So Dylan is a boxer. He's actually the right now the Canadian heavyweight champion in boxing. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, I can see him in Dallas and Bruno hanging out. Yes. Yeah. But wait. Give me a voice class. Suzette, Ed, and Cherry, this is his saying. You want to know what it is? Ready? What is yes. it? Girls want to meet me. Guys want to be me. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Let that all oh, soak in. God. This is the boxer guy. Is he a joker? This is the boxer guy. He is right now the Canadian heavyweight champion. So he might be, his brain might be at the cocky level to the max. Because I would be too if I was the heavyweight champion of Canada. That won't last. People will see him as a physical threat. They won't like that at all. You know what I mean? He's going to have to come in and be humble. He is. Kevin Kevin will see right through him. Nita will see yeah. right through him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can see him Cindy, Dallas. Cindy, Cindy will cozy up to him. Her advantage. Right. Cindy will cozy up to him. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think, too. I think Dallas and him will be two peas in a pod, the double Ds. Mm, yeah, I, it'd be funny. Dallas. I mean, Dallas is a funny, nice guy, right? They'll, 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 yeah. they'll, be, a, they'll be a little boys club for sure. But it won't last that long. 
We can call him Dillass. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he's a man's man, Bruno's like a man's man kind of guy, you know? I got the I got the first hashtag of being the Canada Five, Dillass. Okay. Um, We have the next person, um, Mark. Um, He's cute. Yeah, he's cute. He kind of reminds me of Clay. I don't like his picture um, that they have. He's fun. He's outgoing. He loves fitness. I think all the ladies are going to love them. The guys are going to hate them. So, we I don't know. What do you what do you think about Mark? Well, Cindy will be all over that guy. <laughs> mm. And Cassandra, I mean, he's he's I mean, he's easy on the eyes, right? Mm. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of um um Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh Zach from um Yes. Oh my god. You know that with no, 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 no. Um, oh, my God. He was on a TV show that I loved um, with AC Slater, Zach. <laughs> Zach Moore? <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Saved by the Bell. Yes, Saved uh, by the Bell. Thank you. He, he reminds me of Clay. I think he's yeah, going to be God. just based off his attitude. He's going to charm and... and Dominate physically. You can't go into Big Brother and dominate physically. Yeah, yeah but there's a lot of physical people. He'll be flattering the ladies for sure. And wasn't Clay also a bartender? Yeah, hmm. Mark is a bartender. Could we see a showmance between Mark and Cassandra? That would be cute. Maybe, so. maybe. I think Cassandra would eat him up and spit him out. So I don't think oh, he's yeah, ready for, for Cassandra. Sure. Cassandra will <laughs> no. just let's just hope it. he's a little smarter than Clay. Yeah. Let's see. Well, I think that he can't go in with the competition thing because it seems like a lot of these guys that are in here. You know, William. I think he's going to be more strategic than competition wise. But um, like Demetrius, when we get to him, Demetrius is gonna. Be one of those ones. Um, let, well, let's talk about Demetrius. Demetrius is confident. You know, he's got you know the looks that mm-hmm. he thinks he's got the looks, and he, he wants to work with the guys. He's an alpha male, and he wants to work oh, with the guys. So, oh, what do you guys think about Dylan Demetrius? And Mark. He'll be working with Dylan and Mark for sure. If that's his attitude, and I think mm-hmm. Bruno Dallas will be there for intel. Yeah. Well, we don't know. Okay, what's your thoughts on um, Demetrius, Ed? Uh, I think if he plays it right, he could wind up using the other alpha males as his meat shield, and he could be the last man standing. I want to be in front of that meat shield. I'll be a double double shield for that meat. Anyway, moving on. Let's go to Emily. Emily is quirky. She's a singer. She writes her own songs. She's probably going to be kumbaya. You know, she doesn't know what she wants to do until she gets in the house. Good strategy, right? Yeah. I, mean, I think that's she, the best strategy. 
It's the best strategy, but will she laugh? Like, you know how Annick, the nicest girl, love her to death. Yeah. She's like my favorite. I wanted her to go so far. But, you know, in this game, the nice girls don't last very long. And I think that people like Aika, Cindy, Annetta, and Cassandra will eat her up. They will be like, see ya, or use her. Use her. You know? Yeah. Nothing against the U.S. vets, but this is my opinion of the Canadian vets, is you guys are more invested maybe because you don't have so many seasons, and you guys are very strategic thinking after your time in the game. I don't find the U.S. vets as strategic thinking. Yeah, you know, I find that even though we're – when we leave the house, we all have hopes and dreams we'll get back in the house – so you know how we go to Niagara Falls and go to Reality Rally? I think that people are always creating those alliances and relationships outside of the house, hoping that they will get back in. And I think that some of these people in this group have probably already thought that, not knowing that we're going to be in this show. Because I think that like people like Cindy and Aika and Netta and Kevin, like I'm sure... And Cassandra, they always thought, what if, right? So they already have strong bonds outside the house and have always been thinking strategically. I would agree with that, just based off the time at Reality Rally. Yeah. That they're they're always... I, I view Big Brother Canada like Survivor, where everybody has their pre-alliances going into the games when they return. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, Cindy's very, very close to Bruno. Uh, she's gone over to, to visit him and spend time with him um, in Ottawa, right? Uh, Kevin and Netta are close. Kevin's been living in Vancouver, and they've been hanging out all the time, you know, here and there. And then um, I know Gary and Ika are close friends, right? So I think that some of these relationships will will be solid once they get in the house. But there's no mistaking, not everybody gets along. <laughs> there's going to be some drama and fireworks for sure. But, see, that's the other side of it. I think if the Canadian vets can put their fireworks aside, they can do what the U.S. vets have failed. Because U.S. vets wind up turning on one another instead of them sticking together in the beginning. Well, the thing is, too, like, a lot of these players are strong competitors, right? I could see someone like Cindy taking out Netta or vice versa, as well as Cassandra eventually having to take out Netta. Or, I mean, they're all big targets within each other, you know? So I could see that happening as well, and they're going to have to scramble to build relationships with these newbies for numbers, right? Right. Because in the end, they will see that there are – that they may or may not be able to win against another iconic player. So say when I, I was on a sequester, I played the game and I lied through my teeth and created relationships and people thought, oh, it's going to be easy for Suzette and Cindy because they're, they're friends. But you know what? In the end, I took her out as fast as I could, right? I built these relationships and then I took her out. And, you know, I I had to you know, build trust with her, like, we're besties, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, and I think that's going to happen. I think people will use each other till they get to the point where they're going to have to be cutthroat. 
Yeah, it seems like in the U.S. the vets are cutthroat to the vets very fast. Can you guys hear me? Yep, yep. We can now. Oh, geez, I was, I got, I got kicked off. I, I got kicked off first. <laughs> first one evicted. I was evicted. I'm going, yeah, you guys, and I'm like, they don't even, they're like just ignoring me. Oh, my gosh. I felt like I was the only we one on the island. We would never ignore you. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Where you guys, so where you guys, I don't know. Yeah, where you guys well, at we now? We haven't talked about Jackie or Karen. Okay, great. Let's talk about Karen. Okay, Karen. Karen is going to be the oldest one in the house which could go either way. She's a mom of three, but she seems feisty. She seems like she could be like the Rennie, you know. Um, she can blend in with the rest of the crowd, but we don't know how much of an effect that will be to the rest I don't of the think house. So. What do you guys think about Karen? In my opinion, I don't. it's really hard for an older person to laugh. Is she going to be like, this is that, and like the, uh, you know, or, you know, We've had some people that were older, and it's really, really hard to connect. And some of the harder is double whammy because eight of these house guests are already friends and have connected. So she's going to have to really connect with the newbies, and the newbies, they're going to be working on their own game relating to their own peers. So I think she's at a major disadvantage. It's sad. It's really, really sad. It is. Well, it bothers me because there's not a diversity in age groups as much, right? Um, when you think about it, like, you know how big for the UK? There's so many, you've got, like, so many people of such wide range of ages. And, yeah. and then the people who do very well in Big Brother UK are 45 plus. They, they kill it all the time. And, and people, but in, in Canada, US, 45 plus is not your top four. But in the UK, it is, you know? So I think it's not fair that they have her... I don't have anyone closer to her age, which she can kind of work with, you know? Well, I hope, Karen, I hope Karen. I hope Karen. Yeah, she's the oldest ever, then, right? That's ever. what I mean. And ever. She's in yeah. her 50s, too, right? She's as old as me, thank you, 53, and that's not old. I don't think no, it's old. No, not old she, at all. I didn't she say better that. have watched Big Brother 10 because Rennie and Jerry definitely made a name for themselves in that house. So you just learn to adapt, but yet I, you know, there was a, a different. Um, a Big Brother Ten was different when it comes to age ranges. It was pretty epic. Um, the youngest girl was myself at 28, so you don't have all these 21s and 22s. But I, I, I'm hoping for Karen to really do good. Um, we'll see how she. She doesn't really talk about you know gameplay wise. Like we'll have to see how she interacts with everybody else. All right. Uh, quickly, last person is the fun, the silly, and she's the statement redhead, Jackie. Uh, your thoughts on Jackie? Uh, tell us a little bit about Jackie. Like, uh, um, I don't. I honestly, I don't have much about Jackie. I don't have what? much. I don't think that she had much that well, I, I took from her interview. Maybe she. Jackie, Karen, and Emily, if they can hold tight together, they might have a shot of staying a little bit longer, you know? Um, well, Cindy ain't going longer because she's a guy's girl. So there she's going right out the door. 
You think Cindy's going to go well, right out the door? Ooh. No, no. Cindy, Cindy's not going to like her because she claims to be a guy's girl. Oh, oh Cindy, Cindy's not going to team up with, with Jackie. No, no. No, it's, Cindy's going to be threatened by her. Cindy's going to be threatened by the attention that she's going to take from Cindy with an S. Yeah. I can see Cindy well, working with Emily, you know, and, and um, you know, maybe even William. But, yeah, I can't see. That's the thing, well, like, all these, all these vets, these veterans are they they you know they're very strong but they're very strategic and i can see them yeah they have so much in common they're going to be fighting i think they are going to be scrambling to build relationships with these newbies and yeah. who will jackie so do you guys build a relationship? Have, jackie i think jackie would be along on, with Dallas. huh you guys have spoilers Sorry, on them going into the house me? Do you guys have spoilers on them entering the house? Um, I I I didn't see too much. I did see something about that first HOH has been played. No, no, I I don't um, have like the person who won or anything. I just know that what was it? It was split up into teams of four. Was it teams of four or two teams of four? I mean, um, yeah, teams of I four. I have a little right? bit on that. I have a little bit. Well, the newbie, the newbies are split up in two teams of four. When they entered, and then the um, let's see, the newbies were split up and went in as two groups of four. The vets got their own personal introduction and entered entered one at a time. Um, once everyone was inside, the first HOH camp allegedly started um, by pairing up a newbie with a vet with the winning pair having to decide which one of them would get the crown for the week. Oh, and, wow. Okay. And apparently there's only 14 beds, but 16 house guests. So what? there's questioning whether two house guests would get booted super quick or what's going on with only 14 beds, but 16 house guests. Oh, Interesting. Are they bringing um, two more people in? No, there's 16. No, there's, if anything, they're losing two people. Like, you know. Yeah, they're losing two, two people. people. There's two more people than there is beds. So there's 14 beds. Do you think that they're going to be doing the first eviction of team-wise, a newbie and a vet? Because that could really throw everything just into Yeah. Holy crap, Ola. That's what, and oh. the theme of the, oh my God. the house theme is... Suzette's um, losing her mind. <laughs> have you guys heard about the theme of the house? Is Space Odyssey or... Um, it looks like a um, spaceship, like a space rocket. Oh, nice. A Space Odyssey is Ooh. a theme. Cool. Oh, nice. Really awesome. It looks beautiful. Yeah, I heard it was awesome. Yeah. Which I heard space it was awesome. is a theme. What if the two people without beds were going to be locked in a spaceship? Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. We'll find out. Yeah, for a little like, while. <laughs> yes. Oh my God! I can't wait. 
I know it's yeah, complex. Maybe. I don't want. I don't want to Wait, go what happens if it's so something much? like, but what happens yeah. if it's something like, okay, you think that the first two get evicted, but they don't. It's kind of something like they did where they put them two into a room and like they like did a last year. And, yeah, like yeah. a secret house. And they come in after four weeks and they get back in because they don't want to evict a new, a, a veteran first week or Maybe they're going to make everybody scared and think that, but they really get transferred to a rocket. The rocket ship takes them to Mars or whatever. That's totally possible. I mean, they uh, they can do something like that. I, I'm finding that they might they may take some stuff from Big Brother UK, where they have the secret house like we saw last year, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, All who, right, real who quickly, are bigger, who are the bigger ahead, personalities of the vet? Who are the bigger personalities of the vets? Well, let's let's go down the list. They're all big personalities, for sure. Who are you guys kidding? They're all big. They're all big. Yeah, they are. So you guys think they're all? But I think Gary's the biggest. You have to be honest. The biggest, the people who made it the furthest were Neri, Netta, Cassandra, and Gary, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, Right, because Gary lost on a technicality. You know, um, yeah, Gary should have won. So, yeah, some people so right, do You know, Cindy well, had to talk about chance. the best guys. Let's talk okay. about the best. Let's talk about Gary. Seeing that we're talking about Gary, he was on yeah. season one. Miss Suzette, he was the first runner-up, which we know that was total past technicality. Yeah. Okay, so how how do you think? <laughs> Gary's going to play, I mean, you say he's got connections with Cindy, right? Um, well, I don't know what to say, but he does with Ika. Ika. Possibly Netta, hard to say. Um, but the thing is, honestly, since he left Big Brother, the only interaction he's really had actually hanging out with everyone has been the sideshow, right? But he doesn't hang out socially with anybody. Oof, that could hurt him. And And... That's why he's become an icon because he's not out there like with all the alumni going to socialize with everybody and he's been focusing on his own career. So, but he's taken a lot of strategic notes and with Peter and with, uh, um, you know, being on the side show. So he's had some time to really, you know, think about the game in general. Right. So I think he has a good chance because he's really, he's a fierce competitor physically and mentally and socially. So I think he's a force to be reckoned for sure. And people what do you will think see him the, as a threat. What do you, exactly. So what do you think the other returning um, house guests are going to react with him, seeing that they each, uh, besides, Gary is the only one I have not met out of the list of returnees. Um, he hasn't been really seen with a lot of them, though he might have, you know, talked with them and hang out here and there. He is doing his own thing. He is yeah. at a different, you know, he's doing his own thing, which does is not a bad thing. No, God bless him. Good for him. But I think with these people returning, first off, they know that he's the number one target. He made it the farthest. Is this going to hurt him or help him? I think maybe. Well, I think it. I think he's so good at socializing. I think that he will just have fun because people who 
who were on the side show, they got to know him there, right? And so they see him always oh, a fun, nice guy. So they're going to get along with him because he's super easygoing. But the way his disadvantage is they won't really know what he's thinking, right? Because he, those people, the veterans, haven't had a relationship built with him where they know they think they can trust him. But when they're hanging out one-on-one, they, they will be able to trust him. So he's, he's cunning that way where I think he will win some competitions and then he, he will slowly start bringing people around. Right, but I can see someone like Cindy and Netta saying we got to take out Gary because they're gonna say if it's by popular vote we we won't have a chance. And it's true, if there's going to be a vote in Canada, no one has a chance against Gary. Just like Ooh. I think Gary and Netta are probably the strongest public um, loved house guests, and then it would be Cassandra. All right, well. We got Gary down. Let's go with, let's go with the girl. Let's go with okay. She was on Big Brother Canada too. She is the infamous shredder. She shredded the letters from home, and everybody watched and saw this. She will be shredding. I think all oh, she's got something. She's got a plan. She's got a focus, and I cannot wait to see my girl Ika up in there. Woo! What do you got to say about Ika? Oh my gosh, everything, <laughs> everything. Ica's gonna be fierce and slick. Fierce. You know, that's what I think. She's gonna, she's gonna have to really work some of these relationships because Ika's another personality who's very focused on her own goals, and she is, you know, a mom. She's gorgeous. Uh, she's a great personality, but she's definitely one of those alpha females, you know, and we have some alpha females in the house. So who would she more work with? I think that she she can work with Ika, but Ika, I mean, Kevin, but Kevin will be definitely working with, like, you know, the likes of Bruno and Cindy and Netta, right? So she will have, Ika might have a tough time, but I think if she just sticks with Gary and maybe works with, you know, with some other players, I can't remember how close she was with Netta on their season, right? But I they did I share season imagine, together. Yep. Yeah, I can't. Well, imagine apparently somebody tweeted. Somebody tweeted and uh, talking about the fourteen bed situation. Somebody tweeted and said, "It looks like Ika and Nita are teaming up, and Ika threw shade to Cindy." Ooh. Yeah. So. Oh my. We already got shady trees happening. We got some shady trees going down. Well, so we're getting spoilers I, I out already see, about what's going on in the house. Well, I can see Ike and Cindy. So Ike and Netta are teaming up. Yeah. And I can yeah. appreciate well, they were the same, Cindy. They were in the same season, right? Yeah. So. you got to have that and, season bond together, don't and you? The, and, and the thing is, Cindy, like on her season – um, people didn't know if they could trust her because they did see, they seen her, you know, snuggling with the guy. She's a fierce competitor. She's very athletic, and she played way too hard, right? So they might see that as something they want to stay away from and work against her. It's easier to work against her than with her because if they work against her, they that's like she's that is like they don't know if she, they can trust her as an ally, you know. Yeah, How can Cindy you play too sway. hard? I mean, 
you can play too hard too fast, I think. That's well, certainly... and that's sort of that's that's but... something that's kind of the downfall of Cindy. She's she's played too hard too fast. And when I think about at Reality Rally, it was Reality Rally was Netta hanging out with her with Cindy. Maybe not so much, right? So you No, I didn't notice them together. Yeah. So In fact, uh, if I think back to Reality Rally last year, Cindy was pretty much on her own. Yeah, yeah. It's weird yeah. when you guys, when we all get together, because you can see the clicks, the clicks, and then you bring them together, and then there's still that separation. Well, everybody's still hanging out, but there's still that divide. And, Y'all just stay away you know, from you won't notice pit. it from an outsider, but when you're the insider and you're, like, part of that family, you can see that. And, yeah. you know, you sense that. So let's talk about, like, Cindy. So, you know, I mean, she she didn't maybe have her best, you know, time in um, her season. You know, she was evicted twice, right? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. So she might come in either silent and deadly or deadly, and then she's going to become silent because she's going to get evicted quick. Yeah, I think that it will go against her personality to play too hard because she'll be so excited to be in the house. She'll be scrambling to build relationships because she's, if you haven't built those relationships with people outside the house, it's hard to build them inside the house if those relationships aren't very, very strong, right? So she's going to probably, she's probably going to have to scramble to get as straight as my numbers, you know? So will she do well? Because uh, we already know that Cassandra and Netta are close. Cassandra and Ica could be close, right? Cassandra and Dallas were in the same but Cindy does have, she, she's not as close to all the um, alumni. So these newbies are going to have to give her a shot. And that's going to be really tough because they already know she's a fierce competitor. And that's if Cindy gives them a shot because she, it's, you know, it's hard for her to, I think, connect with, she's more like of a guy, like Ed said before, you know, she's more of a, a girl's guy, you know, she likes, to hang with the guys, so we'll see how that works. Um, some of the okay, other things will come either. back. And She'll be working with Mark. She's too yeah. standoffish. She's too competitive. She's too standoffish. And I'm just I'm thinking back to the weekend last year, guys, and it, yeah. you know the white wedding dress type of outfit. Like she wants to stand out, and she she wasn't really she didn't have a home. Like, we have a home at the fire pit. The guys have the home here, and everybody has their home. She really didn't have a home. No. And so I think it's going to be tough for her, because she wants to be the star. I think it's going to be tough for her to tone it down. And think about it. When she started that Cindy with an S stuff in the house, the fans did not like her, and she's gotten the most votes ever in eviction in the history of Big Brother Canada. Yeah, Yeah, true. (laughs) Yeah, and Canada, Canada might have uh, involvement in it. As what we know, we don't know what to the extent, but uh, like uh, well, let's hope that she rewatches that season. You know, yep. No, I was just saying, like you said earlier, Gary and Netta have the influence of Canada. That could be her downfall if Canada does have 
an involvement because she, I think, out of all of the returning, um, I think is ranked the lowest. I think I, I saw a poll. Um, that doesn't mean anything. That does, you know, we we know polls don't mean anything if it comes down to like American polls because uh, they are all wrong. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens with Cindy. I, I hope I, you know, that's my girl. I'm hoping that yeah. she does well. Um, and she makes it to she'll at least. She'll have to pull um, some competitions. Jury. I think she'll do it by pulling out competitions. She'll she'll oh, make yeah. it if she can. Yeah, for sure. I think the lack of humbleness so, is going to be her downfall. Yeah. Well, we'll get to see if she tones it down. You know, we, she is going to be surrounded by personalities that maybe if she takes a step back and realizes she does, that might help her out if she knows to just own where she is, what she's doing, and let other people run it and then sit back and be like the snake, you know, with an S. Um, yeah. Creeping. Um, all right, let's talk about Kevin. Uh, I love Kevin, Big Brother Canada 3. He was involved in the first triple eviction. He was, uh, you know, obviously uh, left the house then. So I think he's going to do freaking fantastic. I'm excited to see him. What are you guys' thoughts on Kevin? I I think I'm partial to Bruno. Let me just put that out there. So sorry, Suzette, but if Bruno's there, he's winning. But I, I love Bruno. I, know, I think Bruno's doing really well too. You know, um, I, you know, Kevin. I think that last last season he was in a showmance, and we didn't see the Kevin that we all hoped for because showmance is as much as you know he fell in love with Peely, and they were just like the cutest couple in the world, and they were in love. Um, we may I think he see learned that his lesson. player come to play. You know? I think he's learned his lesson. I think he's going to get his strategy in. He's going to do his poker statistics. And I think he's going to know who to play when. And I think he yeah. is I, – I think if I didn't what? like Bruno so much personally from last, from last year, I think Kevin is the favorite to win. Yeah. yeah. I think if Kevin and Netta were together, whoa. Because – you know, Net, we. My relationship with Netta is is we're, we're, we we run in different circles and that, but I I absolutely respect and love her gameplay. She's great for television. She's great in a diary room. I, I I really enjoy the show through her commentary, and she's a very amazing strategic player. And I think that her relationship uh, in the house, I think like Cassandra, Kevin, and Ika. And then I think the other guys will kind of follow. I think Kevin and Netta will be the ones to watch. They will be strategically running the house for sure. Yep, Kevin is one to watch, you guys. He's one of the, the tops to watch out for. Um, he's going to, I think, do a really and he's great a job. Sweetheart. Oh, my God, I love him so much. He's such a sweetie. Uh, he's sweet as pie. I think your best bet is to work together but not publicly. Do not socialize. Be that undercover meetup in the backyard at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I think oh, it's yeah, going to be hard for them to do that, though. He'll hang out with the boys' club, right? But you know, at the end of the day, he's going to be talking with the queens of the show. Yeah. Speaking of queens, 
We got we got a lot of queens in the house, but we got the strategic queen, as we all know, of Netta. She just is amazing. Uh, when she was on Big Brother Canada too, um, she's got relationships with a lot of people. I think she's going to do good. And then at the same time, I'm like, I think that she's the number one target besides Gary of the returnees, number one target. But I think she's still going to be able to get away with murder. We all know about yeah. that show that Viola, Viola Davis does, uh, getting away with murder. She's going to be one to watch you guys' thoughts. I mean, I can't. I can keep going and going about Netta. Amazing. Yes. Well, you know, and the thing is, if say Emily, Jackie, Karen, and maybe William start, it's it's a numbers game. If some of those people can work together and say, who's the bigger person of uh, to watch out for a threat strategically, and who will take out the newbies, they will see that the head of the campaign would be Netta. So they would, if they if they work together. With with someone like Cindy, maybe they can get her out, but she won't go without, out without a fight for sure. Uh, but see, but she says that she's going to go in and she's going to cut anyone she needs to cut, and she won't look back. If that comes through in her personality, and if she's different than she is hanging outside the house with the vets, they're going to see that, and she quite possibly yeah. could be one of the first five evicted. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. If I was in the house, I would she would be on my radar for the first three people to to get out for sure. You know, I think that she has a big target. She has a history of of playing very well and very strategic. And I think that you know, and I'm going to just be honest, and I might get myself in trouble here, but I think Uh-oh. that when people were on the season before. They 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 have a fan base. They've learned their mistakes, and some of them may come out with a bit of an attitude, like I'm a rock star, or whatever the case may be, right? Or oh, I know what I'm doing, and that that little extra confidence, um, if it's if it's too, too yeah. it could be your downfall. Yeah, that's why I think Cindy with an S needs to come out with Cindy with a sword, slay, 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 do exactly. Probably what you should do and go for the head of the snake right away. And yeah. um, Cindy has nothing to lose, everything to gain. And Netta is up on that pedestal. And all she can do is either stay on or it's going to get knocked off. And I think Netta is um, possibly, she's going to be having to work every week. And she can do it. Oh, yeah. She can do it. As we know, she can definitely do that. Uh, let's move on to one of my favorites. I mean, just amazing, awesome guy. He got taken out on this season of Big Brother Canada 3 by the coup d'etat, the coup d'etat, whatever. Jeff doesn't know how to say it. But we're talking about Bruno, and Bruno is, in my eyes, everything. Everything. Yes. Amazing, awesome. Love him to pieces. So glad to see him in there. And he's got some great relationships in there, Suzette. Huge relationships. Yes. Oh, my God. He is one of those guys who's a total gem. Absolute gentleman. Treats everyone respectfully. 
he goes there to have fun. He appreciates his time. Uh, he treats everyone equally, and you just know he's not going to, um, you know, burn bridges. He's going to build bridges, right? And so I think right. that he is a good shot of all the newbies just loving him. So he'll be the go-to guy. And I think the go-to guy with a personality like Bruno's, he's going to have all the information at his fingertips from the newbies and from the alumni. Uh, so put him in a very good spot. Everything. If anyone's going to go in there and rally the newbies and be like, I'm your best friend here, I'll tell you this, I'll tell you that, I'll tell you it. it's going to be Bruno. He's, yep. yeah. he's, so hum- he's so humble and he's just like, hey, look, how you doing? You know, he's just, <laughs> you know, he's he's just he's just a normal, everyday person. And I think he's the yeah. one, if he plays it smart and he goes in and he gets all the newbies at once, I think he, I, that's why I think he can go far. That's why I think he can win. Oh, yes. Well, and the thing is, he's authentic. When you get, you get what you get with Bruno. With Bruno. And I think that, you know, in the beginning, it's, I, I'm, I'm a parent too. I've got kids, like Bruno's got kids, and he was a dad, and, and he was playing, you know, he got emotional at times. But I think now, like, you want to get back in so, you know, you want to go back in so bad, and it's your dream, and this is his dream. Just like everyone else. But I think he'll be really focused this time. You know what I mean? Oh, I cannot wait to see Bruno play again, you guys. I'll be honest yes. with you. I'm excited to see him play because he is just going to be himself. That's the thing with Bruno. He's yeah. got a game plan, but he's going to play himself, and that's yeah. just what he does. I don't think there's any really sugarcoating or is he – you know, I think he will, like Ed said, he's going to be the one that goes to the newbies. But that's just him. He's just that magnet. Yeah. And he's going to have everybody playing with him and wanting to play with him. Here he and is. I, don't think the, I don't think the vets see him as a threat. I think no. they just see Bruno. Like, yep. Not making fun of the guy, but they just see Bruno. And I just can't oh. see anyone having too much of a like. Who's going to have a conflict with him, really? You know, I know yeah. there was a little bit of conflict last, like when with him and and uh, Sarah and that. But those are just like really when everyone's at their boiling point. Where here it's a different batch. I just can't. He he will be the mediator kind of guy. I think. You know, I just think he has this game right now in his hand and it's going to play out what everybody else does. And I think he's going to be smart enough to sit back and just see what's going on, be the observer, know when it's time to step in, when it's time to step back, when it's time to hold everybody's hands together, kumbaya. We're going to see Bruno even better than what he did before because I thought he was a phenomenal player on Big Brother Can 3. I'm excited. He's one of my, my tops. I mean, it's hard for me yes. to say because I love them all. But, he, I mean, he's just... Oh, we're thinking realistically uh, now, right? That he's a realistic person to go very, very far. Yeah. Right? And right. the thing we're is, he's on, his season, on his season, he's really close. To, like, he's, he's like Kevin and him are on the same season. If he could just not get too publicly close to Cindy because they're like you know, like a brother-sister kind of thing, when she's got all the heat, we just don't want to make sure that he doesn't get taken out by virtue of association. 
I think he's smart we know enough that to, happened. I think he's smart yeah. enough to do the yo-yo. You know, yo-yo yeah. her out when needed, and then yo-yo her back in. You know, and yeah. then file her around and bring her up. You know, he's got that effect. Okay, we're down to two. I'm going to leave the last because everything. But let's talk about Dallas. Dallas was on the last season for. He ended up being voted out by his own people, but that's because he had uh, one of those alliances that ended up blowing up in the beginning. Uh, I think Dallas, if he aligns with possibly some of the newbies, you know, and maybe gets some relationships with the the um, alums, uh, I just don't know if he has that strong of a connection like others do. I think he needs to see how this game is played. Is it played with teams of newbies and alumni? He needs to just sit back this year. He needs to, like, take it all in because I know he's just like, what it is, what he's going to say, boom, bam, done. You know what's happening with Dallas's head. Right, guys? Up well, you guys. know, the thing is, with Dallas, he didn't go as far as all the other uh, alumni, right? Um, I don't even think he made it to jury. He, I mean, and, but. He was know, taken out pretty to, soon. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty soon. But, you know, what if he gets to the show match with Emily, you know? And then starts building relationships with all these guys. Like, look, I don't have very strong bonds with these alumni, um, as you guys think I do. And he is another one like Bruno. So nice, so fun, but he can be a ticking time bomb, too. So I think that he's the wild card. Yeah. I think Michelle is absolutely right. He was too... I'm with this group, I'm with this group, and I'm with this group, and I'm with this group, and I'm friends with this one and that one. But then he went back and went and was telling everybody about everything that everybody else is saying. If he can keep that under control and not have to be the most popular guy in the house, which could happen because he's not going up against the brothers, but if he could be the most, not be have to be the most popular guy in the house and feel threatened by other people's relationships, I think he could do it. I don't have high hopes, however. Yeah, I mean, Dallas, he just got off the season. Who is he close to? I think he's probably the closest to Cassandra. So everyone else in the house is pretty much new to him because he hasn't really hung out, hung out with everybody, you know? So basically it's it's like he's he's got a second chance of life, and the guy is going to have to build relationships with everybody. And when he's going to do that, let's just hope, he sticks with the group and stays with the group and still continues being himself. Yes. Um, he is uh, a character. He is an entertainer. He's the one yes. that wants to make everybody laugh. And that's why I think that he's going to actually have more relationships with the newbies, thinking, okay, there's eight newbies and there's eight of us. And I might need to form relationships with these newbies not knowing what's going to happen with the format, what's going to be the twists, what's going to happen and he is I think the outcast of this group of people Um, not in a bad way just that you said he just got out and he doesn't have anybody but he's got Cassandra from the season but I think Cassandra has relationships galore so yes. Dallas can make it or break it for him 
and we will see what happens. And if I had fireworks, if I had a fireworks button, if I had a fireworks button, if I had buttons that just shot out candy to everybody, I would be doing that right now because we have Cassandra, 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 Cassandra. I can't even handle what's going to happen with Cassandra. That's my girl. That's my babe. I am just out of my mind wondering what's going to happen. She played a amazing game. Can she do that again? Can she? I think she can. Can I think she can too? Oh my God! I yeah. see somebody talk. I can't. I'm out of I my think, mind. You know what? Okay, she went on a cross country tour and she was and and she did like after her season build really strong good relationships with people and she's fun and easygoing. She's going to get along with Netta. She's going to get along with Aika. Will she get along with Cindy? I just don't think they're, the, they're, they're, they're cut from the same cloth. They're totally, like, too different, right? But I think that Gary will love her, Kevin, Dallas, of course, and Bruno. So she's sitting pretty. I don't see people seeing her as a huge threat because she plays strategic and, and, and um, socially. But she's manipulative. But in a good way. Yeah. She knows she's the smart cookie. She knows what she is doing at all times. Yes. So, um, but she she can use people as who are bigger threats to shield her gameplay, like Ika Netta. So I think she's gonna do very very well. You know, also also aside from the monetary um, profits at the end of the game that they can win. They're also giving away a 2017 Toyota 86 sports car. Yeah, that'll be nice. So whoever wins at the end is going to win that beautiful sports car. And it's So you're saying that Cassandra is going to look good in the sports car, Cherry? Yeah, I mean, whoever (laughs) wins this is going to... Hair blowing in the wind, T-tops down. Yeah. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I don't have high hopes for her. Really? You know what she reminds me of? She, what was her name? Veronica Victoria. Oh no, not Victoria. Victoria? Valerie. No. What was her name? No, I think it's about Victoria from from Big Brother season Derek. sixteen with Derek. Sixteen. Yeah, that's who she reminds me not of. Not even. No. No, not no. even. <laughs> no, no, not even. No, 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 no. Isn't she the one who's never done laundry in her life? Mm. <laughs> I don't but know about that tidbit. So Cassandra is like the kind of she's a chameleon. She can wear no makeup, wear jogging pants, and wear glasses, and put her hair in a ponytail, right? And then she and, the, and boom, next thing you know, she's a completely different person. But she looks like she's walking the runway, or a glamour, you know, model, super gorgeous, and so she has a wide range of who Cassandra is, and as a chameleon, she can fit in all different types of conversations, right? She uh, will yeah. be a threat because of association with Netta and Ika and and some of the other players, but she will be, she'll be like the chill person. You know, and she she she's one of those people who will sit back and hang out and have fun, 
but and people don't know what she's thinking, and boom, she knows exactly what she's doing. Well, no, maybe I'm yeah. thinking of the wrong one, but isn't she the girl that lived at home and it, her mom did everything for her and she's never done laundry and all that? No, I don't think so. I'm not too sure. Not, I not that I recall. Was, I could be mistaken. We're running yeah. out of time now, so we need to start wrapping this up. Yeah. Okay, you guys. <laughs> so so for for me, my synopsis is I cannot wait to see what happens Wednesday. For me... A lot of these events, I think we're going to find out where they're going to sit and what they're going to do with what happens these first week or two. Um, what's going to happen? Is it going to be vets and newbies teaming up? Is it going to be teams getting taken out? Is it going to be the first fight of the season, the first, um, you know, uh, problem happening? And that will be the biggest spotlight on them. And then, do you run to the spotlight or do you run away? That's what's going to be a lot of these people's strategies, what they need to think of, is stay far away from the beginning wrath. Do not get involved in that wrath. You are involved, you're going to get taken down. And we're going to see what we know to be some of the best players get taken out first. Who is it going to be first, I think, is going to be the pivotal moment of big Brother Canada 5. If you take out Netta first, I think dominoes will fall, and people better know where they lie. Do not lie in that domino fall, okay? That's what I think. Uh, Suzette, what are your thoughts? Because we'll be seeing this in a couple days, and we'll be talking about it Monday, so... Oh, my God. I think people are going to play hard and fast and and build and, like solidify these relationships and say, and people are like, I'll see you in final. I'll see you at, like, you know, people say, final four. I'll see you final six, you know. Like, let's work together. Let's not hang out, but we'll work together, you know. I, and let's not make it too obvious we're in an alliance. We're going to see a lot of those kind of conversations. And I think that um, it's going to be a very fireworks kind of show. We're yeah. going to hear a lot of gossiping from what's been happening with all our alumni because people have stories to share. I'm sure our names will get thrown around once or twice. But I think I'm really excited to see these, you know. I, You and I, we are all part of this family because of Robin Cass, right? And uh, all the casting has been going through casting. And I think that just like every year, she never fails to put in amazing people in the house. So we may become ultimate fans of these new people as well. So we can't, you know, um, just we Canada is a very twisty kind of country where we will have twists and turns, and so it's not going to be an easy road for anybody. No, it's going to be a hard road. I mean, we keep talking more about the vets, but we got to watch out for these newbies because they might just pounce on in without us realizing it or them. Uh, Ed, your thoughts? Well, what I like about the Big Brother Canada is they don't really tell you, like, oh, they're a super fan. So you really don't know where where the newbies lie. So I like that. So there's a couple newbies that I'm not going to mention names right now that I think could play a fine fiddle on some of the vets. And yeah. make them think that they're the vets everything, that they're the vets meat shield, so to speak. My high hosts, Kevin and Bruno, hook it up and do it strategically and quietly 
and play together yeah. and get to the end. Unfortunately for Dallas, I think that if Dallas doesn't if Dallas doesn't become the third wheel, so to speak, I think he's going to be gone soon. Mm, he's oh, got to yeah. settle back. He's got to settle. He's got to settle. And I he's think Cindy and Netta. Cindy and Netta are the top three. If they're not the top three, they're the top five gone. First, I should say first three, first five gone. Mm, even among, yeah. even among, even among the vets, even among the vets. Yeah. Hey, these vets are there to win. One, one winner. One winner, you guys, right? Right, Suzette? There's right. one person that's to Carrie, win. That's it. all the way. Redemption. <laughs> redemption. I think they all have redemption. That's the thing. That, that if we all If we all put their name into it, they're all there for redemption. Uh, so next exactly. week at this time, you guys, we will see the first episode rolling. Actually, we'll see a couple episodes rolling. We'll kind of get more of a gist of what's happening. Suzette, make sure you come back next week to size up what's going down in the Big Brother Can House Odyssey, honey, because we're going to be up in space. This is so fun. So fun. Yes. I can't wait to see you guys. Just in a few more weeks. My God. I know. And thank you for calling in. Thank you for throwing out some prizes. Thank you for your thoughts. And thank you for the shade, honey, because you be throwing shade like a lamp. Who? <laughs> Who? So remember, my lovely give, line, hubby. If you if you donate to Michelle, Joe, or my other wife, Suzette, hey, and you email Sherry or Sherry or divorced uh, wife, no. Michelle. No, I said you. I said you. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was coughing. I was having no coffee. My, my 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 divorced wife is Christina Scalari because she's not on this phone call. But anyway, uh, oh, I love her. We're gonna be roommates if, this year! Yay! <laughs> I know we're trying to we're trying to get connecting rooms. Oh my god! Oh my god! That'd be hilarious. Well, I'm working on getting Jason as my roommate. All right, I love you, Suzette. Uh, next week, Ed Brophy, sure. love you. Thank you for everything you do. And we need to close up the show. So you guys have a good night. Have fun in Toronto, girl. I want to remind everybody to join us here on Thursday for our Survivor show. Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern. I'm sorry, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central for Mike and the Mike. He's going to have Papa Bear from Survivor here with us. So join us at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central for Mike and the Mike. And back here again on Monday, Romantic Monday, with Michelle Costa from Big Brother Season 10. We're going to wrap, wrap things up with Ron, as we always do. Here he is to say goodnight. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. Say goodnight, Michelle. Stella, you are my first eviction. Bye, Stella. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>
Be safe, Michelle. <laughs> Take care in that storm. Thank you. Yep. Love you guys. Everybody, be careful out there in Storm Stella 2017. This is a wrap from us here at Red Reality Show. Good night, all. God bless.